Welcome to the first episode of the Show Me the Money podcast. Uh, we are very excited. This is Tavern Sports. Uh, it's a company I kind of started the last uh, couple of months, uh, finally coming to fruition here. Um, we're going to get started with today's what? Today's Wednesday, the 20- 30th. 30th. Wednesday, the 30th. Uh, we have the first week of college football games coming up. and. The slate is exciting. Um, it's interesting, that's for sure. It's interesting. Um, there are there are some good games. Um, it's not it's not the greatest first week we've ever seen, but um, nevertheless, there are teams to pay attention to. Um, what are we looking at for Thursday? For Thursday, um, kind of the two big games to watch, and one sleeper if you were into weird teams like I am. Um, NC State and UConn. So NC State is a 14 or 15 point favorite right now, depending on where you snag them at. Um, this game, so FanDuel has about 14 and a half. NC State is 14 and a half point favorites right now. I kind of am leaning more towards UConn and the reason why NC State has actually um, lost their starting quarterback, Devin Leary, last year. Oh. He transferred out and went to Kentucky. Um, so NC State is not returning a ton of guys. NC State has, however, brought in the old Virginia um, quarterback and reunited him with the old Virginia offensive coordinator. Those guys were notorious for putting up tons and tons of points, but not being able to play defense. So they really didn't win a ton of games. Um, I think NC State's better than Virginia talent wise. So, I mean, something could happen there on the flip side and why I'm kind of leaning UConn. Uh, UConn is returning the most players from their conference last year, or sorry, all conference players. Um, and I think they're like top 10 in the country of all returning to all conference. What's that? They're bringing back a bunch of dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so if you're into weird, obscure games, I'm kind of leaning towards UConn. The money has came in on UConn. Um, they started as 16 point dogs and are down to 14 and a half. So. Somebody out there 50, somewhere really likes them. I got fifty-four percent of the money on uh, on NC State right now, according to covers, uh, at minus fifteen. They got the live over under of that at forty-seven and a half. Tyler, what do you think of that? You said that uh, those two Virginia guys that are in NC State right now, they like putting up points. Yeah, I think that they're gonna put up a good amount of points. Um, I don't really know a whole lot about UConn's offense right now, but NC State, I think, is going to put up a good amount of points. With the total, so you said the total's at 46? 47 and a half live currently. 47 and a half? Yeah. So, 47 and a half with 15-point dogs. So, I think NC State's going to put up 30. 46 and a half on FanDuel. 
I was about to say. So I they think NC State's going to put up about 30. So they're thinking like 30 to 17, 30 to 14 game, just based off the spread math with the totals. Um, I don't know. Can Connecticut, UConn has only hit the game total over. So they've only hit the over in two of their last eight games. Um, same for NC State. And granted, those are all last season's numbers, but they were both under teams last year. So maybe you could look for that trend to continue a little bit. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it could either be a shootout or it's going to be a shit game. Yeah, and that's a good thing of, like, why I kind of like these games. They can be really boring to watch. They could be bad football altogether. But if you know the lines and kind of dive in a little bit deeper, you can actually snag some good money there. So I'm leaning UConn 14.5 right now on FanDuel. Um, But, you know, better just beware with that one. Yeah, I'm looking at action right now, and they're kind of leaning the, the uh, same way that you are, the the action experts are, I should say. Um, they they got 2-0 to zero on the UConn spread and 1-0 to zero on the under. So um, not, not that there have been all that many people who have been on that game, but, uh, you know, they are following that same direction that you are, Tyler. Um, yeah, so UConn, UConn, NC State, I'm going to say UConn, Plus the points and it the under could be could be uh, relevant to say too. NC State was four and eight last year ATS, uh, so that doesn't bode well, bode well for them. Wow. Okay, that's huge. Um, hey, all I gotta say about that is good teams win, but great teams cover. So that's um, that uh, we also <laughs> we had we had an NC State UConn game last year, guys. Uh, with NC State coming out 41-10. So that's okay, so, but they, but impo- they didn't but they so they were at they were 38 point favorites in that game so they did not cover but the over hit of 48 uh so if you followed the numbers NC State came a touchdown shy of covering it themselves. Okay. Well, with the lack, I think with the Devin Leary getting transferred out, that's going to be a completely different um, quarterback situation. Again, the transfer coming in for Virginia, um, that's Brennan Armstrong. So Brennan Armstrong, and he's coming in back with Robert Ainey from Virginia. So they're coming in. It's going to be a new offense, you got to think, for everybody there, practically, besides those two. Ainey's going to come in with his um, – you know, new system. So it kind of could be a first week jitters and trying to get that out from under them and figure it out the rest of the way. So early I'm leaning to the Huskies. I think that's the way that everybody's kind of going. Uh, But there are two more exciting games on Thursday. Uh, We have Nebraska, Minnesota. So a big, uh, big 10 matchup for for the old Xavier at Nebraska. (laughs) Um, The, the line for that is only a touchdowns difference, a, a seven point game or a seven point spread, I should say. Um, that's going to be in Minnesota. It's going to be a really good one to start the year off. Um, I, I do think it's two of the bottom tier teams in the Big Ten, um, but that doesn't mean that they can't play good football against each other. I still think that's a Minnesota covers the spread all day. I don't think Nebraska nearly has gained enough. To be even a contending football team, I hate Nebraska. 
Fuck yeah. Nebraska. It's important <laughs> to say that we are all Iowa guys at heart, so our corn's better and fuck Nebraska. That's what I'm um, saying. Ethan, you mentioned that uh you know, not not very good teams coming out of the Big Ten West. Um in fact, you know, Minnesota finished middle of the pack fourth, so I, I guess technically top half of the Big Ten West last year. Um and Nebraska did their best to be an awful football team and lose the Big Ten West, but they got bailed out by Northwestern being a worse football team last year. Um, also kind of shady, Northwestern's shady. Yeah. They're yeah. they're not even playing at their stadium this year. Is that right? They're Ryan Field's gone, I think. They're they're in the process of building the new stadium. I don't think that they even are playing at their home field this year. Well, it doesn't I, matter. I they don't have a coach. A college community, you know. <laughs> They don't. They don't have a coach. Their coach got fired. The whole, the whole program's under scrutiny and a watchful eye from guys finger popping each other in the showers. So, I oh, got a Penn State situation going on, huh? Good old Joe. Uh, Paterno. No, no Jerry. No Jerry Sanduskies and Joe Paterno is just you know boys being boys. Good locker room fun, but uh, you know when you're winning, it covers everything. Stuff. Yeah, if you're if you're winning, you know those things go away. But when you're the bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten West and you got guys pissing on each other in the showers, uh, don't think that's going to bode well for you. Somebody had to go. It was the coach. All right, boys, I got some good numbers for you on this. So uh, we got Minnesota. Uh, they were eight and four overall last year. Seven five ATS four seven and one on their totals. Their offense put up twenty two or twenty eight point two. And they gave up 13.8. That's an interesting number because that Minnesota f- defense was fourth in the nation last year. They are a little overshadowed by their big brother, may I say, in the Big Ten West Iowa with our nationally ranked number two defense. But that's for a different day. Um, Minnesota, we, they did lose their starting QB and running back, but they are bringing back their top three wide receivers and all their tight ends. They lost three uh, starters on their O-line, including uh, John Michael Schmidt, I believe was his name, drafted into the NFL, so good for him. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, not not looking much better. Their one bright spot is they are bringing back three of their 4D line guys, uh, but just one linebacker and three of their five secondary guys are back. So that fourth-ranked defense now, Ashley might not be what it was last year. Any thoughts on that, boys? I just said they're dog shit. I hate Nebraska. <laughs> that was Minnesota. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I'm I'm right there with Cole. I think even or uh, even what you mentioned, Josh. Um, even with all those Minnesota guys leaving, um, I don't see Nebraska having a good enough offense to keep up with the Minnesota defense at all. Um, so we okay, got we so got sixty one of the money on Nebraska right now. Well, I'm to... just gonna say it. All right, the money's right. Okay, I'm leaning with the public here, and here's why: PJ Fleck, piece of shit. Okay, dude is just selling dreams to these people. Row the boat, row the boat. Shut the fuck up, PJ. Okay. <laughs> so here's the biggest issue, right? Everybody in Nebraska sucks. Nebraska sucks. I hate Big Red. Okay, fuck Big Red. Go fuck Hawks. Big Red. Anyway, Nebraska corn sucks. However, Nebraska's money, okay, the school, got some old farmers out there in Nebraska, and they somehow snagged Matt Rule as the coach now, okay, taking over for Scott Frost, who was supposed to be their 
their savior. Scott so, Yeah, Matt Rule's coming in. Um, they have a ton, a ton of new players at Nebraska, 63 to be exact. Um, and their quarterback is a transfer. From Georgia um, Tech. He's coming in yes. from Georgia Tech. However, I'm just going to say it, you got a guy who has thrown for 5,600 yards and they have uh, the receiver coming in from Virginia who's who had 192 career receptions so far, and that's Jeez. sixth among FBS receivers that are active right now. So they got a guy who can catch a lot oh, of balls, damn. and they got, a, they got a quarterback who has thrown for a ton of yards. And as much as I hate Nebraska, I hate P.J. Fleck from Minnesota even more. Um, so I'm going to be going with the public, and I'm putting my money with Nebraska plus seven. One thing you didn't mention there, Ty, is Nebraska is also bringing back three of their top four rushers, including a kid by the name of Anthony Grant. He went for nine fifteen and six last year on the ground. Hey, ground game travels, okay? There, hey, and that's, that's Big up. Ten football, baby. Tyler, you you kind of you're swaying game, me you know. here because I had this as a stay away, but the more you talk, man, the more I like this Nebraska Cornhuskers team. Just this week, that that was. I almost threw up saying that, but for this week we can ride with Big Red. But you know, fuck Big Red. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink the the Big Red Kool Aid. Okay, Matt Rule, I'm drinking your Kool Aid. I'm gonna <laughs> lie. I'm gonna lie seven with them this week. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking for this game. No, but I Big think Red's getting uh, seven. Big Red's getting seven. All right, I'll take I'll take the points with them plus seven here on the road. You know. But uh, I, I, think I think the more important game for that Thursday is is Florida and Utah. I I definitely agree with that. Um, that's definitely going to be the the Thursday game to watch. Um, that line opened up at it opened uh, at eight at Utah minus eight and a half e. Yeah, it's all the way down to five and a half. Five. Still fifty one percent of the money on Florida. People are loving this Florida team. Interesting note with the spread coming down, so too is the total. We opened at 48, we're down to 46. So little context to that. Why the total and the spread has come down? When this game originally opened up, Cameron Rising, know the name, okay? He's going to be great. This year's class has a lot of great quarterbacks, but Cameron Rising tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl last year for Utah. And he's an absolute dog. Um, this line has been dangerous if you're a better in early, like early in the week betting. Cameron Rising was supposed to play in this game, but it has come out today that they are leaning towards him not playing for Utah, and it's going to be the backup quarterback. However, with this, Florida was 98th, okay, 98th. I have 131 in the country last year at stopping the run. Um, Utah, I think, is just going to run the ball down their throats with this one. I think a lot of people are drinking that Florida Kool-Aid after the whole documentary that came out. That's Uh, what I was going to say. Florida sucks. And Utah at home, okay, the Utes. They got a rowdy, rowdy barn up there in Utah, okay? Not a whole lot you can do. You can't fuck anybody. Just a, a bunch of football heads up there now. They are it's just 21 like and his virginity. Yes, sir, it is. But Utah's 21 and 1 
at home since 2019. However, if you take out the COVID year where they went two and one at home, they are 19 and O at home since 2019, 19 and O minus the COVID year. So Utah's barn gets loud. It gets rowdy. Florida's had some travel delays with this hurricane. They had to take a flight from Florida. They had a layover in Dallas. They took off uh, yesterday to get there. So I think the boys are going to be buzzing up there in Utah. Regardless, give me the Utes, four and a half, money line, any way you can get them. Give me the Utes with, with or without Cameron Rising. How many people is Utah bringing back? I don't have that for you. I don't know if Tyler does or not. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. But you got to If you want to find that, Ty, I got some interesting stuff here. Um, first off, the the line's actually the the totals just down to forty four and a half on FanDuel. So at forty four and a half, I love that because this is another one we got a rematch from last year's season opener. Uh, last year it was in Florida. Florida got it by three points. Yeah, uh, you know, that was with Anthony Richardson though. And you know, he was a, he was first round draft pick. They don't have Anthony Richardson sitting around anymore. This team, this, this contest went over at 51 and a half last year down in the swamp. But now they're like Tyler said, without Cameron rising, they're down to 44 and a half. So I, that, that over feels safe to me. Uh, of course we don't, we don't bet on bad football around here, so we don't bet unders, but what do you think there, Cole? I don't know. This game, the way it went last year, it was a shootout. I mean, 29-26, that's a good score to have for a football game. So, I mean, it could really go either way. I mean, Florida's, according to the trends, Florida's hit the over in the last five games. So, I think that might be kind of a decent bet. But Utah's um, 8 of 11 in the money line. They're plus 450 units. So, I mean, it could go either way. Personally, I think I'm going to take Utah just because, like Tyler said, playing in that barn, man, that's – I mean, that's a tough, tough position to play. So, I got a, a couple little facts to throw in still. I couldn't find how many guys that they're bringing back, but Florida going from the fourth overall pick at quarterback and Anthony Richardson, they got a transfer, all right? And one thing I can say about this transfer is – uh He's came, he came from the Big Ten, and if you're in the Big Ten and you're not Ohio State or Michigan State, you're not throwing the ball, right? You're not throwing it well anyway. Who so is, Graham, where you come Graham from? Mertz from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is, is the new quarterback down there in Florida. Um, but, again, I'm rolling with the Utes at home just because it's a crazy barn. However, the Gators are 30 – and one in season openers since 1990 and its last season opener game against a ranked opponent came in 1987 where they lost 31 to four. So, I mean, that's you know, the last that was... one against or as, cause they're not against, they are the ranked opponent in this matchup. No, Florida. Oh, Florida. Florida. My bad. I thought we were talking about Florida lost its last season opening road game against a ranked opponent at Miami 31 to four in 1987. That's just a little fun fact, but the Gators are 30 and one in season openers since 1990. 
So the boys come out hot. It doesn't really matter how the rest of the season goes. However, they're going into a packed barn up there. It's going to be a sea of red. Graham Mertz isn't going to know what to do. He's never seen a stadium like that. Wisconsin can get rowdy, but even they lose games at home. The Utes don't. Give me the Utes. Yeah, I'm, I'll stay off the spread here, but give me the over. That 46 or 44 and a half on FanDuel, that just low. feels attackable. That feels so low. You know, they went over by over that. The over under last year was a touchdown higher than that, and they hit that over. Obviously, I mean, like we said, we don't. They don't have Richardson on the field anymore. Dalton Kincaid's not out there for the Utes. Uh, neither is that quarterback. But, but give me the over. That over feels free. Awesome. Well, um, I I'm kind of there with. I I think Utah's taking that game. I don't. I don't see uh, Florida being able to stop the run game at at Utah. I just, I don't see that happening. I think like Ty oh, said, Florida packs, Florida packs a run game of himself. Okay. They got a, they got Jacksonville's ETN brother in the backfield, Trevor ETN and his running back counterpart. They scored 16, I believe off the top of my head, 16 rushing touchdowns combined last year. So they can run Utah's oh, coach I... said last year, the only reason they lost that game is because they couldn't tackle. So I think it's safe to say he's probably got the boys buzzing from that one still a year ago, and I think they're gonna they're gonna give it to him. So we had just been talking about Utah. What about Utah State taking on Iowa, um, guys? I don't know if you guys have seen. Iowa doesn't know who's starting on Saturday. They don't have a starting quarterback announced yet. Um, they tried to tell us a couple days ago it was gonna be McNamara, but. The couple of videos and the couple of posts I've seen since then have been he's not near a hundred percent. He's hoping like eighty percent right now. Hey, yeah. can I pivot believe... and hand that ball off? That's all we need, baby. No, I, I agree no. with you. I, I think <laughs> I think an eighty percent McNamara can still easily handle Utah State, but a twenty five and a half point spread? Like, did Iowa score 20, 25 points how many times last year? Two? And they did it against Nevada, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> like, I like I, I agree. I was going to hold Utah State down to very few points. I don't see Iowa scoring 25 and a half points. I don't see hammering the under. And I definitely don't see them scoring 25 and a half more points than Utah State. Like, there's I don't see it. I, there's, I, there's no quarterback. If you're telling me if McNamara, who's not fully healthy, doesn't play, then you're putting in, let's see, it's next redshirt sophomore Deacon Hill, who just transferred from Wisconsin. Um who is he's not ready. He's not ready, and that's what I keep reading as well. Six foot wasn't three ready Wisconsin at Wisconsin transfer. Wisconsin, he ain't ready now. He needs and, to be behind McNamara. I mean, if you're playing at Wisconsin, I mean, you have to be ready. That's a rowdy fucking environment, and you're stepping into Iowa, which I love Iowa. It's a rowdy stadium. It is not as rowdy as Wisconsin. I mean, if you're looking at it from the whole starting quarterback perspective, you know, he's cleared. Technically, he is given the green light. I don't think you should play him that whole game. I mean, if you're, if you're going against Iowa State next week, if – I mean – if you're going to make the smart call, you're going to play him maybe a half, get him up by 10 points, let let the game roll, let the defense take over, which is a rough defense. But, I mean, they'll pick up. 
So, my, so here's what I want to know from you guys, because we can sit here and it's week one. So we got these big spreads all over the slate. So we can sit here and talk of the big spreads all day. But there's one thing that Kirk Ferentz cares about, and it's that W. The Big Ten West is probably the most attackable it's been in, uh, what would you guys say, at least the last five years or so since the last time Iowa made a big run. And so at the end of the day, Iowa wins by one or 21, you know, that's a win for Iowa and it keeps them in the hunt for that big 10 championship. And ultimately that bowl, the, uh, the playoff berth. Now I'm not, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and say that they're there, but I, I how do you guys feel about the big 10 West? I think it's attackable. Oh, but am I out? Am I out of left field on that or? No. Oh, yeah. It, Iowa it, picks it, it up and they play well. It's not unreasonable at all to say that it's attackable. I, I think this is a bottom tier side of the conference for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so let's let's run through the teams, right? Nebraska and Minnesota, who we've already talked about, and they're both just bad at football. And we're going to get Nebraska on, what is it? Is it Thanksgiving Day? or the, It's the Friday after Thanksgiving, right? We Black always Friday, get Nebraska. Yeah. Black Friday. And we always just tar stomp them. So, you know, fuck Big Red. Uh, and then what? Northwestern, who's coming off a one-win season. Purdue, who was able to hang in it because Iowa and Wisconsin were completely inept at football last year. Wisconsin, who lost their top two quarterbacks in the transfer portal, one of them coming to us and one of them going to the Utes, correct? That's We just talked about that. Florida. Florida, sorry. And then Illinois. So what? Iowa's got to win two football games to get to the Big Ten Championship and then we go up against whichever powerhouse comes out of the East and cross our fingers. And if that happens, man, we're dancing, aren't we? I mean, we gotta be right. The big 10 champion has to dance. Yeah. I, so, I, I think I was your, your big 10 West winner. I don't, I don't see any competition. I think Illinois. I mean, Illinois what about Wisconsin big... though? That's what we were just saying. Wisconsin lost their two top their top two quarterbacks. Yeah, but they've got the new coach there from Cincinnati and everything. I think it's going to be a big change from what they used to be. How much of that Cincinnati success was the coach, and how much of it was his ability to recruit and bringing in three what top top or first round draft picks and one third round draft pick? It was something like that. I I, I still think. I think Wisconsin's the team to be in the West right now, to be honest the with you sports guys. Books, the sports books are with Clark. Uh, the Big Ten Championship outright, or the Big Ten Championship game winner, goes Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And then those are all teams that are in the East. In the West, um, the highest-rated team in the West to win the conference is Wisconsin, and then it's followed by Iowa. But – Iowa only has to play Penn State, and it unfortunately it's not at home, but um, we should only have one conference loss. However, we do have to play Purdue, and, and Purdue seems Purdue's to scary. be our kryptonite. Purdue, so, Purdue course, finds ways to win football games. They don't. They don't have any right winning. Uh, but it's we it's we Iowa, also have you know? we also have Wisconsin in Madison, you know, so like our, some of our tougher games this year are on the road. We also got the, got big green coming into Iowa city. Um, yeah, we got Minnesota coming to us, which I guess should help because Minnesota is always kind of sneaky. 
but I definitely our two of our three toughest games are are out on the road this year, and we don't like seeing that. Yeah, I. So, I I think you you guys are right. Looking at the top two teams in this conference, we're looking at Wisconsin and then Iowa. I think whoever wins that that game in Madison, that's that's your winner. I don't I don't see anybody else competing. Um, I unless like you said somehow Purdue finds a way to win football games, which again I don't see happening. Um, they they well, and what they, they lost find two their... Of their top two receiving targets in the draft last yeah. year, correct? So yeah. they lost and... their starting quarterback as well. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about a neutered Purdue, which really they shouldn't even be a topic of conversation. But yep, like you said, Ty, there are kryptonite every year, so. They find ways to so, win. Well, let's um, let's get let's back dig to the back game. into this game. So, what I've got right now is, I personally think McNamara is going to go because you know we got him in here. We're not going to just not play him, whether that be for a half, the whole game, whatever. I think McNamara is going to get the nod and run out there and lead the boys to uh, probably a lot of three and outs and punting. But hey, punting is winning <laughs> in Kirk Ferentz's book. Yes, sir. Um, tell he, tell he fires his kid and hires a competent offensive coordinator. Uh, I don't have any confidence that this Iowa offense can put up 25 points. Uh, our defense, on the other hand, could quite possibly hang 35. Um, so, <laughs> I, I think the spread in so this game good. is just is just out of pocket, um, and I think Give the me. books are getting punished for it. I think Give the me books... Utah State plus twenty five or whatever you got them at. That is, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not I'm, drinking the Kool Aid on Iowa's offense. I'll drink the, every drop too. on the defense, but I won't touch our offense. It's so embarrassing. That is I'm, the trend in the pick. Sixty three percent are picking Utah State at plus twenty five and a half. Yeah. So that, what, that so let's talk the over under on this here. game. It's hammer the under on this game. It's the over under is forty three. Let's be realistic. Even if Iowa isn't a number two defense in the nation this year, let's just be generous and say we're top 15 because we always put out a good defensive unit. Is there any way a Utah State team is putting up more than two tutters on a on a top 15 Iowa defense? No way. There's no, no shot. There's no so way. Then, so then to cover you're saying Iowa's got to put up 30? No fucking shot. Give me the – or to, to get the over, Iowa's got to put up 30. Iowa doesn't put up 30 points. No. So, so we can all agree, we it's are the hammering under and the under. State. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the under. Hammering the under and hammering the, the plus twenty five and a half. I think that awesome. might be so, my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, that was we got we got to get our numbers right here. We're currently, we're at twenty three and a half for the spread, and forty two and a half for the the total. Right, so if we do spread math, it's it's just not adding up. None of these teams are scoring this many points. The one thing I have to say, Phil Parker, he leads that defense like crazy. All right, uh, Josh and I went to a football camp at Iowa once. The dude came into the into the defensive locker room at this camp, eating a deli sandwich, and started screaming at junior high kids <laughs> to get their asses out on the field. He's 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 he did that shit, man. <laughs> He he is a dog. These boys are going to be ready to go. Oh, Iowa, oh, oh, oh. Is, Iowa is twenty and two 
in season openers since uh, 2001. So, yeah, that's, we're going to be That's all buzzing. Kirk's tenure, correct? Or it goes correct. back to before and, Kirk? Uh, that's a majority of Kirk. I don't have that exact number, but the boys don't lose at home, okay? We kill big teams at home, but the thing is we've all watched Iowa for years. We somehow beat the good teams at home, okay? We have our, our hang-it-on-the-mantle game over Ohio State at home. Things happen in Iowa City, except for when shitty teams come in, and we just can't figure out how to play football. Phil Parker is going to roll kids. the ball out there. He's going to roll the ball out there, let the defense take over. At the end of the first quarter, the highlight of the game might be the wave, okay? Other than that, it's going to be a lot of fucking <laughs> hey, we got We got the power of the cancer kids, baby. I don't think oh Iowa's coming out losing the opener in Iowa City to the, to Utah State. I just oh, no. There's no way. We're not losing. So if you're, let it roll. If you're smart, let it be a good day in Iowa City. Just hammer that spread, and you're going to have a great Which day. side of the spread? You're saying hammer Utah State. Eight, Utah State spread, plus twenty three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Unless, unless that plus twenty three ends up at a plus, it's a plus twenty five. Uh, well, Fanduel's got twenty three and a half. And a half. Oh, if it really? gets down, if it gets down to sixteen and a half, maybe you start looking at Iowa saying they can outscore them by seventeen. Realistically, fourteen of those are going to come from the defense. So yeah, but but that, until it that gets that line is never going to touch that. It's no, stay it's not twenty three and a half. And you know what? Everybody says take the 23 and a half, take the under. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm buying a case of Bush Light. I'm going to lay barely any money on Iowa money line just so I can book a win at minus 2,800. Okay. $50 bet. <laughs> I'm going to win. So I'm going to, I'm going to bet $50. Okay, booking it right now. Fifty dollars on Iowa money line to win a dollar and seventy nine cents, <laughs> and I'm gonna enjoy my bush light in the first win of the Iowa. Hot are you gonna season. pay for the first beer, kid? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have to find a way to enjoy this game somehow. I'm not gonna be sweating our defense running in their fucking fourth pick six and our and our special teams unit getting a blocked punt, okay, to lose this covering with U- Utah State. So even even if we put the kids from the steadfast hospital, God bless them all, okay? Hope they get their make a wishes, hope they all heal, hope they live great successful lives. This kid's but I'm fun. not I you could run those kids out on the field and we still might beat Utah State just because of our defense by 24. So give me the money line. $50 to win $1.79. That's the play of the year, play of the century. Is that your lock of the week? <laughs> that is what I'm you're not, hammering. You're baby. not going to lock on I'm hammering it. Line. Oh, my gosh. God. Oh, All fuck. right. <laughs> um, Let's so talk I, a little Colorado TCU, boys. Yeah, TCU, they're not bringing back Duggan. They're not bringing back uh, QJ. You know, they lost a guard and – uh, probably a few other guys, but those are just the notable ones off the top of my head. Uh, and then we got Coach Prime, baby, and he brought his luggage in. He, what'd they get? Something like 40-some transfers or something like that? I'm smelling an NCAA violation by a fucking <laughs> mile. By a mile. This is the that best man thing is in a for the, the NCAA will not investigate this purely because this is so good for them as an organization that they can't possibly punish it. There's no way. Bro, the whole fucking white sock thing. Did y'all see that shit? 
I haven't seen that. He doesn't allow his players to wear white socks. He, they have to wear all black to all their workouts, all their practice, and he'll kick players out if they have white fucking socks on. I, guys, the- I would I would like to apologize. It's not 40-something. It is 51. Jesus. This man brought in an NFL roster. He transferred an on NFL that. roster, and he told every single one of them white boys from Colorado, Utah, and the surrounding states that they were recruited from to get the fuck out of his building. Only four scholarship players from Colorado are still on the roster. Those boys ain't going to touch the field. I no, they're not. The, no. I believe we got, the we got, went from We got ACC. That. We got We got the guys that prime recruited to Jackson state or Jacksonville state, whatever. But uh, the rest of these transfers are, you know, PAC 12 sec ACC. I mean, it's, it's power five kids just flocking to play for primes, be able to say that they played for prime man, big 10 guys. I mean, you name, you name a conference and there's kids going to Colorado. You know, and then of course they got they got then, over. Who was their best player that they got over? That's Travis Hunt, Travis Hunter from Jacksonville State, the cornerback that was the number one recruit in the nation two years ago. Gonna he'll be a pretty good kid. And then you got uh, how do you say his his kid's name? But his son, I don't know. Shadur. 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 Yeah, they got Shadur. <laughs> but there's there's a handful of four stars in here, of a, a majority three stars, but. So so we're liking them over TCU, or we just think they're covering? Oh, I, I we were just talking about who's all there, man. I mean, they got a, oh, got a, got a four-star linebacker out of Alabama, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I majority Colorado could be a team to fuck with. I mean, what, I they're in the Pac-12, correct? They're in the Pac-12, so. Yeah, they're in the Pac. So, I mean, it's not very hard to win the Pac. The Pac's a joke of a conference so i think this game is going to set the tone for the way that their lines look the rest of the season um if they come out and they look like shit their line is going to look like shit the rest of the season too if they come out and play their line is going to be significantly better than 20 and a half like it is saturday so a lot of people are like, oh, drink the Kool-Aid with Prime, don't fade it, whatever you want. I think the best line in this game is going to be the over. It's Pac-12. There's no defense whatsoever. Pac-12 does not I think it's. Defense. I think it's just going to be fireworks. However, gun to my head, I'm picking a side on the spread. I'm going with the guy who on December 5th, let out this legendary quote. Let me read it to you. I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louie. Give me Coach Prime, plus 20 and a half. Yeah, if you're going to give me 20 and a half on Prime, man, I mean, yeah. one of, no, he's I, one of the greatest I, to ever do it at the next level. It, give me give me the 20. Give me the 20 and a half. Whatever you got it at, give it to me. I want it. I, I think we're all drinking that. Um, that's, Who's, that's I want to know. That, where where's the committee getting this TCU team at seventeen? Who did they get in the portal, or who did they have backing it's, up Duggan? I don't. That's get, all. Yeah, that's all. Or is it I, hangover from the play from the playoffs? That's what it is. Well, it's, it's hangover. hangover. It's hangover. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Time out. 
Max Duggan came in last year and absolutely set the world on fire. Okay. Iowa boy, by the way. Don't know how we let him out of the state. Probably because Kirk Ferentz doesn't believe in quarterbacks. Only punters. Mo- moment right? of silence we let him his out. career. He did get cut from the Chargers on cut <laughs> so, day. So. so here's the thing with this. Max Duggan last year only got that job because the starter got hurt. This is no bum quarterback. This is no slouch quarterback. This was their starting quarterback from last year. So you're going to tell me he's not going to walk out on this field with a chip on his shoulder saying, I got my job taken. Okay, I probably got my bitches taken, and nobody liked me at the school anymore because of this redhead from the cornfields of Iowa just took the nation by storm only to get mollywopped by Georgia in the finals. Okay, this is no slouch offense. Yes, they dropped considerably in the rankings because of their ass whooping and all the players gone, but don't just expect this team to be a bunch of dummies walking out there. They're going to put Colorado to the test. However, with the spread math, right? So somebody, what's the total on this? Did I say 62 and a half? Uh, yeah, let's, they got, got 63 and a half for FanDuel. I got 59 okay. and a half, but yeah, listen to the FanDuel numbers. So yeah, that 59, no chance. That got hammered at the over. That's definitely why it's at 62 and a half, Clark. 63 and a half. 63 yeah, and a half. So 20, 20 and a half point favorites. So they're saying Colorado's offense points. Yes, they're saying Colorado's offense is only going to score 20 and TCU is going to put up over 40 points is what uh, they're that's projecting. Not quite, at. That's not quite how the spread math works. It's, it'd be closer to... Uh, take the total. Take the total for the game, 63.5 minus the spread, and you can kind of get an idea of what the sports book think the score is going to be, right? That's math. So... I personally think Colorado go. puts up more points like than than the book is projecting them to. But does However, TCU put offensive... up their share? That's the question. Without Quinn and Johnson. Yes. yes, because it is the Pac-12 and there's no defense being played. Give me but the they over. Got, they got to go against probably the top cornerback in the nation, though. You, that ain't no problem. That ain't you no just problem. scrap all, their number It's going to be spread offense. It's going to be... Uh, I don't disagree. I do like the over, but I really like Colorado plus 20, uh, 20 and a half or whatever it is. Just give yeah, me Colorado I'm, and the points. I agree with you. I, I think they covered that. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm taking the points. I'm not taking the over under on that one. Um, that's, that's a bit too high for me. I, if you score more than 62 and a half, like good for you, but um, uh, that's not something I'm willing to put my money on. All right, I'm going to drag you guys kicking and screaming to my game of the week next. Are we ready for that? Go for What's it. What's this game? My game of the week, baby. South Alabama at Tulane. This 24th ranked fraud oh, of a Tulane team, man. Let me just listen to all these numbers I got from you boys. So we got the spread at plus six and a half, plus minus six and a half. Uh, with the over/under of 52 and a half, South Alabama's coming off a school record 10 and 2 season where they lost one game in their conference to the conference powerhouse of Troy. Their other loss was to Power Five UCLA, and they hung in there with both of those guys. They they went seven four and one against the spread, uh, which and they were four one and one in true away games, which this is. 
uh, they were 7-4-1 over and under. And every time an opponent scored 20 or more, the over hits. So the big question with the over-under on this game is, is Tulane going to get to 20? The spread math tells you that the books think they will. Just wait. Uh, this I'm going to give you a lot of numbers about this South Alabama team from last year. And the reason I'm able to do that, they're returning 19 of their 22 starters on both sides of the ball. Holy this, yeah. yeah, this team was young and they put up a school record amount of wins and they hung in there with Troy and UCLA, baby. They put up 31.2 points per game while allowing just 21.3. Mm. Uh, they lost the, the guys they lost, they lost their center, their right guards sliding over. Um, they have a safety that didn't play last year that in his true sophomore season had over 80 tackles. Um, they lost a DB that got drafted in the fifth round and the third guy. I couldn't figure out who it was. Their quarterback last season went for 3,328 and 12. Their number one rusher went for 1067 and 15. They got two receivers coming back, both that had 64 and 65 receptions, respectively. The One of them went for 867. The other one went for 816. Five touchdowns and six touchdowns, respectively. Uh, both their tackles are back. Like I already said, they lost their center. Uh, he aged out, graduated. Good for him. They're returning. Loser. Their, sorry? That loser. Yeah, they're returning their six top tacklers on the defensive side of the ball. So you you by the sound of it, you not only think it's going to be safe to bet this this line of six and a half, you're probably going for the whole money I'm, line. I've drank I've drank the entire jug of Kool Aid on this, Ethan. <laughs> I've drank in every packet of Kool Aid at my local Walmart. It's South Alabama money line, and that's my lock of the week. That's my Ooh. lock. I could lock the spread wow. and no one would judge me for it. Give me the fucking money line. What does that money line look uh, like right now? Uh, let's see. Plus, I plus have money line 205. So you're getting a, a pretty solid value there. Um, so let me talk to you about Tulane because they're not scr- they're not a scrub team either. They won 11 and two last season. Uh, one of their losses, uh, they won 11 two overall, 11 two against the spread. One of their uh, losses against the spread was a pick 'em, you know, so plus or minus one. And they lost the game by, I think, three. I don't have that written down here, but um, <clears throat> the they were five and they were five and three at the totals at home. One missed by seven, and their opponent scored zero points. Another one missed by seven. So two of their three missed totals from home last season, both missed by seven. One, they shut the team out. The other one was UMass. And we all know UMass can't play football. Tyler, what was the stat you gave us last week about UMass not being able to play football? So this was pre-podcast era. But UMass, before last week, had won one game in each season. I bet against UMass last week. They may have won their one win of the season when I bet against them. So uh, So take that for what you will. But UMass might be some sneaky dogs this year. So, back to this Tulane team. They put up 36 points per game last season, only allowing 22.2. Their QBs coming back through for just over 3,000, 27 tutters, 5 picks. Uh, I 
I can't tell you who's going to be playing running back for them this weekend. They lost Tajay Spear in the draft. He's backing up Derrick Henry now. He was explosive. He was, I think it was like 38% of their total offense or something like that. I, I don't see how they were. So, I mean, I can, I give you all these numbers, but they lost their number one guy, you know? So I, I can't really tell you. Uh, their top returning receivers are a guy that went for 650 and another guy that went for 550. I don't see how this team's ranked. I really don't see how they're ranked ahead of my Hawkeyes. And I don't see how they're getting a, up a touchdown on this South Alabama team that's a year older, a year wiser, and a year better. And God damn it, they're favored to win the Sun Belt this year. They set a school record for for wins last year. And now all of a sudden, they're favored to upset Troy, the powerhouse of this conference. Yeah, I, I by the sound of it, there you guys don't have any sort of you haven't given me any sort of reason to think about putting Tulane ahead of Iowa. I mean, you're gonna tell me like I know that that's not what our focus on or focus was on right there, um, but Tulane being ranked ahead of Iowa is strange to me. Them being ranked ahead of Alabama is strange to me. South Alabama, sorry. Um, People it, like South Alabama to end up in the top 15 by the end of the year. There's, a, I saw a few articles saying that no one would be surprised if they were top 15 by the end of this you, year. And you just said that they're projected to win the conference? Yeah, projected to win the Sunbelt Conference, which I'm. it's kind of a bunch of bums, but it, Troy's in there. Troy's a team people would recognize you know, from these early week games. They usually get beat up on by an SEC school once a year. Uh, but Troy's a true powerhouse down in that Sun Belt. I couldn't tell you the last time they lost it. I'm not gonna Google it. I didn't Google it, but yeah, I I think I think South Alabama's the way to go on this one. Um, is there anybody who disagrees with that? No, I also know nothing about them. If I'm gonna be honest, uh, I think the the only reason, speaking of the rankings, the only reason Tulane is ahead of Iowa is because Iowa has not proven that their offense is gonna work. And that's, that's the biggest thing that's up in the air is if they're not going to score points. I mean, look at the – what was it, Illinois, Iowa? It was 9-6, to six, and it was literally all fucking field goals. Like, I don't know. It's an it's an interesting – I think they're going to shoot down. I think Iowa will move up eventually, but I don't think it's going to be higher than 12. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and go to the next game. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I just needed to grandstand that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, Clark, you mentioned that you wanted to talk a little bit about this West Virginia-Penn State game. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a large spread at 20 and a half. But you said that there's a bit of a rivalry in the past that you really like. Uh, kind of it, – it gives – a little more intrigued to the game, if you will. Well, yeah, they haven't played since like I think 1992 or something like that. But they played every year before that, and it's always been a big rivalry between the two states. They're bordering and crap like that. But uh, I, I think Penn State's going to blow the brakes out of West Virginia. But I right. think it's just cool to see a rivalry come back. And, I, I uh, love it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what What do we think of the the twenty and a half point spread? I think Penn State covers that. I, I yeah. West Virginia is it's Big Twelve football. We don't really have defense. They probably have one of the better defenses in the Big Twelve, but when you compare that to a Big Ten school, it's it's not good. They're gonna get the brakes blown off of them. Yeah, 
I think uh, one of the really cool things that I, I kind of have personally is I know somebody who was originally at West Virginia. They just transferred down to UNC to play some some basketball down there. Um, and UNC is the next big game that we're going to talk about. UNC at South Carolina, number 21 ranked UNC, by the way. Let um, me tell you, I love this goddamn game. <laughs> Cole, you're out in in the Carolinas right now. Cole, um, baby. Let them speak. I, Let everybody, them, yeah, here, everybody here is a Gamecock fan. Well, I say <laughs> shove it up your cock. Let them cook. By a million. I'm right there with you. By I, a million. Bring it, drink it, back who is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in college football. He had, what, he has like 4,000 uh, passing yards. Is their third, uh, third down conversion is one of the best in football at 46%. Fourth down is a fifth at a 70%. They brought back a lot of really good guys who were good. If you look at it then, they're bringing uh, J.J. Jones, who had 24 for 434. He's 6'2", 2'10". He's, he's gonna be good for them. Yeah, I, this, I like. Uh, I'm I'm with Cole. Give me North Carolina. Give me Drake May. Spencer Rattler came on hot last year for South Carolina at the very end of the year. Um, North Spencer Rattler was also supposed year. to be a first round draft pick three years ago. So I I mm-hmm. I you can't get me to drink that Kool Aid. No, uh, no, no. Give me I'm UNC not, minus two and a half. So you like a minus two and a half? Yeah. I yeah, that is my lock. Two and a half. I think all day. It's it's you know top tier quarterback matchup where you know the only thing that's going to struggle is North Carolina's defense. Right now, we've got a bunch of dogs who are they're not disciplined at all. They're not disciplined in the least bit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Let the boys cook. I'm I'm taking UNC. Um, I'll take the line even at minus two and a half. Um. That that team, their recruiting class seems to get better and better every year. Their thirtieth uh, this year. Yeah the the team is getting better. It's becoming a it's becoming a true football basketball school again. It is, um, which is something we haven't seen from them in a really long time. Um, yeah, mostly it's been a long time. It's it's usually just a basketball school, um, and. Honestly, I've seen more more videos on UNC's recruiting than I have with anybody else. Uh, all of their athletes, when when they are going on a UNC visit, uh, like an official visit, they are posting it all over social media. Everything they are getting, everything that they are experiencing, it's all up for the public to see, yeah. and it's it's better than any. Anybody else in Iowa that I knew when I was going there, nobody in Iowa was getting what UNC is getting their guys. There's no way. It also helps that they're a Jordan sponsored school. So, I mean, that brings in a lot of in itself, like the name, you know, that is true for a Jordan brand. You're getting Jordan jerseys, you know, Jordan cleats, like they're swagged out the drippiest team in college football. They're what? One of two football college football teams with the Jordan brand. It's them in Michigan. Am I, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Big, them and big. Yeah. Okay. So that's here. We want to wrap think, this up I with think, game of the week or sorry, Tyler, you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think before we head to that game of the week, I think we're all on UNC money line or spread either way. 
Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're I'm all... probably not personally. I'm probably not going to sweat the spread. I think I'm just going to ride them money line. Uh, I'm with you. Yes. Just, just to be safe, kick your feet back, enjoy that game. It's going to be a good one. <coughs> but that that takes us to the Camping World kickoff game, baby. And it's hell this on wheels. Be a fun one. This is another one of uh, this is another rematch from last year, from a week one game as well. Number five, LSU. Number eight, Florida State. Here is my initial thoughts on this game. I got numbers here after your thoughts. Why the fuck is Florida State ranked eighth? I get it. Great recruiting class. I can tell you. you. (laughs) I can tell you. It's just like, oh, great recruiting class, blah, blah, blah. These guys didn't show me much last year, okay? Not really drinking the Kool-Aid on them. I personally don't like the Brian Kelly at LSU. I want Ed Orger on back. The dude said, give me my paycheck and show me what door you want me to leave out of. And he was gone. So personally, I'm riding with LSU. Josh, your numbers could potentially sway me, but I highly fucking doubt it. Go Tigers. Yeah. So, so let's see, we got, you know, the lines plus minus two and a half. Uh, money line for LSU's minus 140. FSU's got plus 116. The total's 55 and a half as of about noon today when I look. Um, the teams played in a neutral side opener last year. The same game, Camp New World Champion or whatever. Uh, final score was 23-24, uh, which was the the over-under. That was 51 under hits. Uh, FSU won outright and covered the line of plus four. Uh, the reason FSU is ranked so highly this year is according to ESPN's Bill Connolly, uh, in his returning production chart, they are the highest ranked team returning 87% of their production from last season. They're returning eight of 11 on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they put up 36.1 points per game, which was 16th in the nation, uh, and 484.2 yards per game, which was 10th in the nation last year. Uh, two of the starters that they're missing out on uh, were on the offensive line, uh, but they were, they're replacing them with three proven guys from D1 programs that came in through the transfer portal. Uh, they're bringing back their second team, all ACC quarterback in Jordan Travis, he went for 3224 uh, and 5 last year. They brought back their number one receiver. Uh he got 48 grabs for 897 yards and five tutters. Uh they got a guy in from Michigan State uh through the transfer portal and those are just their top two guys in what sounds to be like a very very deep wide receiver room this year uh down there in Tallahassee. Uh, let's see what else. they got their team leader, uh, and the backfield came back. He went for 990 and nine last year. Uh, they had a top 20 defense only giving up 20.6. They only lost one guy notably. Uh, he was their safety and he's being replaced with an all ACC transfer from, from Virginia tech. Uh, they're returning their entire front four, both starting linebackers, and the other four starters in the secondary. So 
what they lost three on offense and one on defense. So that that's that's where their rankings coming from. Let me tell you this, okay? This is a personal vendetta. Go to school with this girl, beautiful as can be. She's from Iowa. Her boyfriend played football at Florida State. Oh boy. Well, if I can't have her, he can't have her. Fuck Florida State. Give me the Tigers. Go Tigers. Oh, don't Go don't Tigers. let my don't let my numbers sway you. Uh, in my summary of my notes here, I got uh, you got two thirty point offense. I didn't give you the numbers on LSU, but you know LSU is great. They're bringing back Jaden Daniels, and he's going to be in the Heisman talks this year. They're bringing back a thousand yard receiver uh, and a top forty defense. So we got powerhouse offenses, powerhouse defenses on both teams. Uh, both teams put up over 30 last year. Both defenses held guys in the 20s, below 25 for both teams. Uh, they went under last year, but I'm going to take the over this year at 55 and a half. And with two high power offenses like this, give me the better quarterback in LSU. Give me LSU money line. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't see a reason to go with FSU, to be honest. If it was, if it was at FSU, I think that, is I think that's a different story, but this is not this is not a home game for Florida State. This is in Orlando. This is is what I think have, this is a two and a half to three hour drive from from Florida State. Um, and it's not like Louisiana State is super far away. It's about eight and a half ish. This this is the SEC. They're flying into Orlando. Yeah. They're gonna have yeah, a thirty minute is, bus ride across the city. Home game for FSU. <laughs> yeah, it's still a home game for FSU. It's the Camping World kickoff. They're playing the game regardless, right? It's a sponsored game. Camping World, great company. Give us a sponsor one of these days, guys. Nobody's How bigger we fans get a than me. Sponsor World. man, I'll, but, uh, <laughs> I'll plug whatever app wants to sponsor us. Caesars, FanDuel, DK, Picks, man, somebody pay us to gamble. Hashtag no free ads. No free ads. So he, here's here's what I want to say before we wrap it up. It sounds like we're all on LSU. It's consensus. I just want to throw out some teams to look for for this season before we wrap it up, and I've got two words for you. It's meet me, baby. And it is the Roadrunners. Okay? The Roadrunners who are facing UTSA Roadrunners, baby. Remember the name. They are always, always an explosive team to watch. They score a ton of points. They give up a ton of points. I have lived <laughs> and died with this team for the past two years. The biggest meet meeper you'll ever see. They're facing Houston. Okay? The line is switched. Houston started off as the favorite. UTSA is the favorite now. Yep. I'm not picking the game, but it's going to be fireworks. Another team you need to look out for this year is Oregon State. They always cause problems up in the Pac-12 because they seem to be the only team who can play defense. Um, both those teams this year. Not saying they're going to go do anything crazy. Not saying go put a futures ticket on either of them. They're just fun to watch. You look at your lines. They can be really good to bet on. Oregon State's a hard barn to play in. UTSA's barn is might be the worst in the country, but their games are fun to watch. So didn't those are like uh, Oregon State two. just get that? Didn't they, they just get that DJ, transfer quarterback? DJ Uungalale from Clemson. So their offense might have some sparks this year as well. Um, those are my two 
teams that like I'm going to really be watching out for this year. And then just as a little treat, you know, for everybody out there, Tyler's teaser of the week. Okay. I'm taking UConn, Nebraska, Utah, and I'm going to take UNC. Give me a seven point teaser on all of them. It's going to be plus 240. If you're a FanDuel user, you have a free no sweat bet with them right now. Not saying use your no sweat bet on this first week of college football on a teaser with such low odds. Probably going to parlay all of our picks from today and lay them out there on a no sweat bet. See if we can strike big on the first week. But uh, yeah, those are kind of my, my, those are kind of my takes for the week. Hey man, no free ads, but all I'm saying is if you see a good line out there, you see a good bet, a no sweat bet. I don't care. It's from DK Caesars or the hard rock. I don't give a shit. I'm going to let you guys know about it. So if you use FanDuel, go over there, get that no sweat bet for the week. Go ahead and use that. But uh, those are going to be my picks for the week. In a recap, I'm doing UConn plus 14 and a half, Nebraska plus seven. That almost makes me sick to say. Utah minus four and a half. Iowa money line. Remember, that's $50 to win $1.79. Crack a bush light at 11 a.m. and enjoy that one. Give me Colorado plus 20 and a half. UNC money line, LSU money line. Look at the over in that LSU game as well, unless the rain's the rain's pouring. Check the weather before that one, boys. So, uh, all right. The four I got I got the four that we all kind of agreed upon that we liked, which was uh, Colorado plus twenty point five, Utah State twenty three and a half, North Carolina money line and LSU money line. Uh, you throw that into a four-way parlay. I'm getting plus 960 on that, boys. Ooh, big value. <laughs> that sounds like amazing value. We took a lot big of dogs. <laughs> we took a lot of dogs this week, boys, but I love every single one of them. I'm riding That's... that train right there with you, Josh. Baby, tell me about it. You're telling me I can put I can put $10 on this and fucking buy beer and for the rest of the season, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how much drinking we do this year. Not with the way we drink. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's all right. I'm taking that parlay, Josh. Putting ten on it. I'm buying a carton of cigarettes, Marlboro Reds to just burn up through the season while I'm drinking on sweet, yeah. sweet nectar, a bush light. Yeah. And I'm buying me a yeah. thirty rack. I'm kicking my feet up. I'm gonna have a beer. Buy another beer. Bye. And I'm just going to hammer it. Careful, right? we might get That's what I'm doing. right for that one. So give me that parlay. Give me the pack. Give me the carton of Marlboro Reds and a case of Bush Light, and I'll see you next week. All right. So that leads us into the kind of final the final part of this, uh, this podcast is our lock of the weekend. Um, the way that this is going to work, guys, is I'm going to keep track of everybody's picks. So – um, I already have a, a spreadsheet with everybody's name on it. And, you know, if you if you win your lock of the week or your lock of the weekend, I should say, um, you're going to get a green mark next to your name. And I'm going to keep a record. And winner at the end of the year, you're sending to the natty? <laughs> uh, winner at the end of the uh, <laughs> I should say loser at the end of the beer. But or at, loser at the end of the year buys at least a round for everybody. I mean, we'll we'll discuss that more. Um but I'm going to keep track of it as, as kind of the main point. 
It don't um, worry because I never lose. Call me Labar Ball, baby. <laughs> so, so who, who who's giving their um, lock? For I'm, I'm gonna give you my lock right away. It's it's the Iowa under Iowa. Wow, we're betting under. bad football. We are. I <laughs> I don't want to say bad football. I just I don't hey, see unders means bad football. I just don't see them scoring more than forty three and a half points. Um, I don't see that happening. So, uh, should be. I I don't know. I see closer to like thirty five ish points. I don't see anywhere near forty three and a half. I want Tyler's next. I want to hear Tyler's next. It's probably going to be boring, well, but that's the one I want. I was I was thinking about going with the super dog of the week, but we're not going to do that. Give me the Utes at home. I'm going to stay by them. They don't lose in that barn. Backup quarterback, the ball boy, the water boy, the athletic trainer. I don't give a shit who you have under center. Fuck the Florida. boys are going to get buzzing up there in Utah. Fuck you're the taking, Gators. They're you're not- taking the money line? Give me them on the money line. I don't want to play. Really? You don't want the points? You're getting free points. Nah, four and a half is the worst or, line. No, they're favored. Sorry. I'm I'm sorry. They're favored. The worst line in all of football. Ooh. Four and a half. How are you getting yeah. there? A field goal and a safety? Come on now. I'm not playing that bullshit. Give me them on the money line. It's minus 205. You got to lay a little bit of juice with it. But if we're not doing our pick of the week, has to be a spread. Give me him on the money line. Cole? I think y'all know where I'm finna go with this. You know where I'm going with this. I'm going UNC at minus two and a half. I I don't see a, a way they lose by three points. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown. It's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be, you know, the game of shitty defense. Drake May is going to have a fucking fantastic showing to start out. Give me UNC. Give me you all day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, my lock. I mean, if they're gonna, I said earlier, I love, I love this uh, South Alabama team on the money line. But if they're gonna give me six and a half, I'll happily take it. I'm gonna put Ben and his twin brother on it, and I'm just gonna be happy once it cashes, man, because. Honestly, the line should probably be flipped. I don't know how 72% of the money is on Tulane here. Maybe I'm just the biggest mark to ever get marked, but give give me just give me South Alabama, man. You ain't gonna get me off of them all year. All right, I've got. Uh, I think I'm gonna just take Penn State spread minus 20 and a half, 20 and a half <laughs> over West Virginia. Wow. I, I think I think they cover it honestly. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. A lot of offense for Penn State. West Virginia is just going to fall back and take the hit. Hey, I yeah, like I, it. That stadium like gets crazy. That. I like that. I think it's going to uh, be a great game. I like it too. Um, and that's going to wrap up our, our podcast for the day. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully we uh, we had quite a few listeners on this one. Uh, it's a big week of college football ahead of us, or a big weekend, I should say. Uh, we're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot more content in the future, uh, beyond just the college football scene. So go ahead and follow Tavern Sports on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Now we have YouTube. Now uh, I have. We have a uh, vlog coming out on Monday from me and uh, one other guy at the 
Savannah Bananas game in Des Moines, Iowa, which was a ton of fun. You're going to want to watch that video. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. And show me the money! Yes, sir! <laughs>